Blog Talk Radio. Man, it's your boy. It's your letter, man. Your boy, watch, man. Watch, what's good, my nigga? What's good, my G? How you? You know these vibes be ready, man. We are lit this whole week. Then y'all know me and Watson will be flooding these hip-hop streets this whole week, man. Watson, get into this, man. Obviously, you and I have done a 1999 hip-hop appreciation. Um, I, I didn't go back to the. I, didn't listen, I should have listened to that episode before we did this show because I would love to hear what we talked about this particular pers- person's album that dropped in 1999. Um, you are a big fan of the Black Star Movement. You are one of the biggest Taleb Quali fans that I know, hands down. Neither here nor there when I say that. Um, most of a project that you have, you didn't miss this project, but you have let me know that three, I've had this project since 1999, but I haven't really given it. The, it's just due. Right or wrong, sir? Uh, that is absolutely correct. Why is that, though? Why do you think? Why do you think? Uh, I don't know. Um, as we get through this album, uh, this, this, this is a phenomenal album. So I'm just trying to figure out what, why wouldn't this album stand out? You know, it came out October 1999. I was a big, big into Black Star. I immediately bought it. The lead single had me, like, enthusiastically buying it. So I'm just not sure why, you know, why this album didn't? Why this album doesn't mean as much to me as it means to every other most deaf fan? Mm. Now, if memory serves me right, Pharaoh March Eternal Affairs came out in nineteen ninety nine, right? Yes. And if I know you, you were playing this, playing that way more than this. Is it fair to say that? Yes, I was absolutely. I was playing it way more than this. I actually like both of those projects together like equal to equal to me for me you know what i mean um but let's get into this watch most stuff black on both sides conway recently had a line on his album that he did um last year black on both most black on both sides either here or there uh let's get into this man fear not of a man um it's more like a spoken word in the beginning watch there's a hip-hop for the people how do people get better um, the song is four minutes and thirty seconds. Watts. Um, most didn't really start rapping until the three minute mark. Um, the beat is kind of funky, and I like the organ. Um, good intro to set up the album. Talk to me, man. Fear not of man. Well, this is this is probably a prime example of why this album did not hit me the way I wanted it to. Mm. Now, mind you, when we get a hip hop album, I was still getting on cassette tape. Nineteen ninety nine. I was still buying hip-hop on cassette tape. So I put this in, and dude is just not rapping. And like you said, he does not start rapping until three minutes in. <laughs> so that just didn't work for me. He wasn't doing no fucking words. He was just talking. He was just talking. So I, was, so I, I can clearly know me. I put this on, and I'm like, what is going on? Fast forward, like, clearly. So to me, this was not a good way to start off an album. It's just not. You can't say this is a good way to start off an album, and 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 you're for three minutes. He's just talking. Now I know there's a lot of people that are into that and like that, but as I reflect on this album, when we get to the last song, he also did something that was unique. So this, 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 this is this is a this is a different kind of album. That's why I'm glad we're revisiting it. But even going back to it now. No, this is not a song I would say, hey, when you get most of us black on both sides, you got to play the first song. I, well, I won't say that. All right. So All right. so this is fast forward material for me. All right. Um, next song, King Hip Hop, produced by Diamond D, D-I-T-C, street conscious rapping at its best, in my opinion. Um, most said speech is my hammer, banging the world into shape. Now I let it fall. First lines out the gate. There's the hum. Your man, where you from? Brooklyn, number one. Native son speaking in the native tongue. So many quotables on this song, man. We went from picking cotton to chain gang line shopping to beat popping to hip hopping. Um, 
Don't gas yourself. Ox the industry just a better built sound block, a long away from the shell tops and the bells. L rocked. Most death flow is so underrated on this song. One of my favorite songs on this project is called Hip Hop. PSA Hip Hop. What I watch talking to me. So first of all, we're going to talk about the production. Production. Production is from Digging in the Crates, Diamond D. We're also going to talk about what else stands out to me. Um, the voice samples he used in here. He used mm. OC's. He used OC's mm. voice sample. He used mm. MC Shan's voice sample. All mm. that stuff matters to me. And like you said, most death was really spitting. Now, guess what? If this is how the album would have set off, it may have hit me differently because I would have been like, whoa, most of them coming out. And let me just tell you something that's slept on as we go through this album. Most Def was repping for Brooklyn hard body. It felt like, it felt like every time he wrote his verse, it was Brooklyn pride, and he wrote it in every way he could write. So when I'm listening, I'm like, and, and, this is, and, and this is where I think people don't realize this thing called Brooklyn Pride. This album, most of us not representing New York City. He's representing Brooklyn. And he, I mean, when I say repping it, yo, he got Brooklyn. And that's, my man, it's going to get deep. So this, was, this, is, this is a dope song. That's, you know what? That's why I'm Oh, my son sounded like one because that's actually my notes when you talk about Brooklyn. That's exactly on my notes, man. Um, next song, King. Love, produced by 88 Keys. Listen, man, I love this beat. This beat is very smooth, very jazzy feel. I like the hook. You actually freaked the rock, Kim. Um, I know you got sold on the hook right here. Um, this song gave me a tribe called Quest Vibes. Watch. I spent my early years in Roosevelt Projects. It was a bright alley with dark prospects. Like, I listened to Rap Attack. I held the radio close. If that doesn't represent me and watching, I, I, I don't mean to speak with my brother, but I feel when I heard that line, I listened to Rap Attack. I held the radio close. If you niggas know how much me and this brother right here loves hip-hop, that line meant the world to me, man. One of my favorite songs on this album, watch, three dope verses from Most Deaths, man. Talking to Ken. This is another incredible song, another autobiographical song, which which is another theme on this album. Most is clearly paying homage to Rakim, like you said. Um, you know, the minute he said, "I listen to Rap Attack," I did. I'm like, this this is this guy's talking about my life growing up in Brooklyn and loving hip hop. Like when you hear it, that's the only thing. That that stood out like man, he loves hip hop, loves growing up in Brooklyn, and he is rapping about it. He's he's detailing it. Um, and let me tell you, he did a most most paid homage to hip hop in this on this album. Like if you wanted to know, yo, who who does he like? How does he feel, man? Well, we we know how he feel. You love Rakim. Made that very clear. We know he 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 messes with Slick Rick from the um Thanks. from the Black Star album. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So um, this is this is another dope hip hop song. Absolutely. Let me before I go to the next one. Watch. Can I ask you a question? When we talk about Brooklyn rappers, right? Because you spoke about him rapping Brooklyn Hard Body, right? We speak about the usual suspects: the Kings, Big. Jay, Buckshot, Shorty, Smith & Weston, Sean Price, Sky Zoo, Smooth Hustler, all these brothers, right? Red Cat, yeah, that's your boy, right? Fab and all these guys. Why isn't most Def's name spoken, MOP, obviously, when we speak about Brooklyn MCs? Why is his name synonymous because with the Brooklyn rappers? He has two Brooklyn albums that are, that are quintessential Brooklyn albums. The Black Star album is a Brooklyn album. This album is another celebration of Brooklyn. So I don't, I don't know the answer to that because, like I said, listening to this album, it's a love letter to Brooklyn. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right, right, right. I do not know how to answer that one. But uh, like you said, man, another dope song. All right, watch the next song. Come on, man. Miss Fat Booty. Produced by Ayatollah. 
This is one of the singles off Black on Both Sides. Um, obviously, me being from the Caribbean. Background, this beat gave me reggae vibes. Wind up on your gala vibes. Um, and she came with the same time game. The type of girl gave out the fake seller name. Like, I've been through that situation. I'm going to keep it real. Um, asshole fat. As you can see, it's from the front. Yes. Storytelling song, most painted an ill picture about actually pulling up, pulling up on a chick and not sound like a sucker as he's hollering at a chick and not simping for the punani. I like Miss Booty Watch. Talk to me, man. Um, this is arguably one of the best songs on the album for many reasons. First of all, this is a soul Smithsonian song. Soul. Smithsonian song. The Aretha Franklin sample is just a five-mic sample. It's one of the five-mic samples in hip-hop history. Uh, this is a storytelling masterpiece. It is a storytelling song. Got to give it production. Uh, the production was amazing. The flow was amazing. The delivery was amazing. The video was amazing. This song is so incredible that Tony Stark's Ghost Beanie had to get on the remix. It had to just be like, I got to be a part of this because, you know, Ghost loves his soul. And this is just one of those ill songs. And, and the amazing thing about this album is it really shows that Go, uh, Most was so talented that I just think he got caught up because he could do so much and he, didn't, he couldn't narrow and just focus on one thing for a couple of years. He, 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 he did everything. At the same Excellent. time, right. and and right. and and being that you know he already did the Black Star album, and then he comes out and drops this. It was like he was like, okay, my point is proven with this hip hop shit. So, but let me just say, Miss Fat Booty is one of my all time favorite hip hop songs, one of my all time favorite ghost songs. When he performed this song at the Source Awards, all the hating ass rappers were in there and they sat there and they screw faced him. The only people that stood up were the sisters who was with the black conscious sisters who was on, who had like native tongue vibes. I vividly remember watching him perform at the Source Awards and performing this song, and the hip hop niggas was hating. So this was completely the opposite way where hip hop was going in that era. Oh my god! <laughs> Track five, um, Speed Law, produced by Eighty Eight Keys again. Um, I like what most Dev said. Assemble my skill, form my power. My poems crush bones into powder. You mumble like a coward. I'm most Dev. You need to speak louder. They from a huddle. Whisper like they want trouble. I melt the ice girls into rainwater puddles. A lot of Brooklyn name dropping in most death bars on this song, man. Uh, I can't say this is my go-to song. B-Law is, is an okay song. So the rapping on here is not okay to me. I think this is quintessential most death rapping on these two verses. Um, Brooklyn, Vietnam. Now, I'm going to tell you another vibe I got from here. The way he was saying slow down to me was saying how much to brand new. The way he was saying it, that's how, that's how brand new been slow down slowly. And I, and I felt that was homage to brand new. So this is two dope verses. Um, most on how nice he is, man. And, you know, another dope song. All right, watch next song. Uh, track six, Do It Now, featuring Buster Rhymes, produced by Mr. Khalil. Um, this is just two Jamaican dudes from Brooklyn. You know, a lot of West Indies in New York City, of course, Brooklyn, especially Jesus Christ. Um, linking up on some back and forth. You can tell they were actually in the lab together, not like Benny and Ransom were, whatever, um, especially when they are doing the Smith & Wesson, Styles and P back and forth. Um you see how most deaf to, to, to my Brooklyn crew, again, you know what I'm saying? Um, chemistry on this song is very phenomenal. And you can feel, um, feel it with Buster and most deaf and everything. And they both got to display some of the, you know, pots and stuff in the bars and everything. Um, yeah, man, I like this song, man, doing now. Talking. This is a, a Buster collabo that never gets talked about. Agree. It's never, Agreed. ever, ever talked about. And what's funny is Buster was also on the Farrell March album yep. on, a, on a dope collaboration. Yep. I mean, 
you know, not to get off track, but man, Buster has so many verses, man. man he would have a, one of the most difficult time about mm-hmm. that. So, um, this is another dope song for whatever the reasons. Do you tell me, Smith and Weston back and forth, Styles and Jada back and forth, Ghost and Me back and forth. Why do you think this song is never mentioned? Um, that's a very good question. Why this song doesn't get mentioned a lot? Because, um. Let's be real, man. This song is 20 times better, three times on Sunday, better than the Busta Rhymes, Jay-Z, and DMX song that was on Anarchy album, on Busta Rhymes album, that you and I didn't give two rat ass about that collaboration. In fact, if we ever do a collaboration, a worst collaboration, what, that song is going to be high, high on my list, including Sidebar, wait for it, Jay-Z and Nas on Magna Carta, wait for it, Hope and Nas. <clears throat> no, no. That was trash. My bad. I'm stay focused. I don't know why this song is going to talk about it enough, Watts. I don't, but I think it's, it's a dope song. Yeah. Which is right. No one talks about this song. You know what I mean? Um, Track seven. Oh, boy. Got Ali Shaheed Muhammad from Tribe Called Quest. Yo, man, let me tell you, man. The hook alone tells you what this song is basically about. You all... <laughs> You out on the block hustling at the spot. Got this is how you got caught. Out in Brooklyn late night flashing your rock. Got this is how you got. Some girls with pink houses said I like you a lot. Got you see how Biggie gave us Ten Commandments Watts? Most of them basically gave niggas a survival kit. How to protect your neck in these fucking streets, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like who's that? Like, I like to have nice things just like you, but I'm from Brooklyn. Certain shit you just don't do, like high posted when you're far from home. Like, this song is even more relevant now, watch, with social media, with these niggas flexing on, on social media, like they can't get touched by a nigga got. Yes, you can get got, nigga. Love this song, watch. Fuck me. You know, this is what makes this song crazy. Um... God just means you got caught lacking at some point in your life, right? So he's talking about it. And I was thinking about the couple of times I got caught lacking. And I'm someone who will always be on point when I'm outside. But literally, that one time you take your, 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 your guard off and you just think it's sweet, it can happen. You know what I'm saying? And when I was, I was just thinking about, could I have gotten out of these different scenarios? If I did something different, and and he was just breaking down so many different scenarios, getting caught, you know, sleeping. So I, I thought it was dope how he gave you guys a manuscript, a booklet on how about this. Yep, for real. Love this song. Um, next song, my brother, Umi, uh, produced by Most Def. Um, something that we didn't talk about. Also, a lot of these songs, Most Def produced or co-produced some of these joints. Also, watch. Um, talk about tomorrow might never come once again. Very relevant to what's going on with the world today. R.I.P. Brianna Taylor, George Floyd. Um, most harmonizing on this song. Um, this is like a Negro spiritual kind of, kind of vibes for black folks, in my opinion. A very deep song, my people, to be free. Talk to me, Watts. This is where most deaf is showing his versatility as an artist that he was like, look, I know I'm dead nice and rapping. I've showed you, but I, I actually sing too. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm calling this singing because, you know, there's no harmony, there's no um, auto-tune on here. Right, right, auto-tune right. became like the right. soundtrack to hip-hop right. for years. But this is him actually singing. And um, this is him showing his versatility. Now, the funny thing about it is this is, he shot a video for this. Live. All the other songs, this was the song he decided this is, I want to showcase this side of me. So there was only two videos shot for this whole album. But all these incredible songs on there, it was, this was, this, this is it. And to me, I just remember, I was like, yo, why is he picking this song out of every other song he's not rapping? So I vividly remember, I just wasn't feeling the vibe. You know what I'm saying? I just, like, that's how I felt in the moment. I was like, yo, why he going here? Like, why he not rapping? He got, he got rap, rap joints on here. So it kind of threw me off when he went to this to the Omi Says bag. But right. I understand that if, once you follow this career, most Def was clearly like, look, man, I do this rap shit, but I also sing. I also do other stuff, and I'm, and I'm showing that aspect of my skills. 
This gave me dead press. Let's get free vibes. Watch this song. Before yeah, before that press. Yeah. yeah, before that press. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, next song, watch "New World Water," produced by Psycho Less from the Beat Nuts, my niggas. Um, the title of this song is called "New World Water," and when I think about that, there's a lot of things. Slick Michigan comes to mind and everything like that. It's like most Def was kind of ahead of his time on some of the things he was talking about on this particular song. Uh, the second verse on New World Order is like some rhyme of the month, in, in my opinion. If you really listen to the second verse on this joint, it's crazy, man. Son really made a song about water, Watts. You know what I mean? Talk to me, King. That's what was amazing about it. It was the creativity about it. You know, he went, he basically, he talked about something that me and three can talk about. Remember when we used to buy quarter waters or 50 cent juices and yeah. all that? We right. did not go to the store to buy water. We should leave water at home or water from the water fountain. It wasn't even, right. in my mind, it wasn't even conceivable that there'd become a time when we actually bought water that was bottled up. And now going back and listening to this song, I'm like, wow. Most stuff was way ahead of his time on this song because now it's like a big deal when we go shopping, we got to get our bottled water. When we went from drinking water to free and then paying for water. So this song in itself is 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 deep. It's a deep, ill song. Word. Um, next song, King. Uh, Rock and Roll, produced by Most Def and Psycho Less. Um, can't say this is one of my favorite joints on here, but... Once again, well, like Watt said, no harmonizing. He was singing on his joint also. Um, basically, man, giving history, man. Speaking of rock and roll, Chuck Berry, um, I am hip-hop, I am rock and roll. Because um, contrary to you youngins, you might not know, but rock and roll and hip-hop do coincide. Let's be clear on that. When Mia Watson saw Run DMC and Aerosmith doing Walk This Way, it was different. You get what I'm saying? Um yeah, man, telling people that black folks does play a part in rock and roll. Let's be clear on that. Talk to me, Watts. This is a this is a this is one of his great songs on this album. Since most of that was like, okay, let me show y'all what I want. So he didn't rap this song, but he sang mm-hmm. this song. So just mm-hmm. on what he's saying and the content, this song hit me. Okay, Elvis Presley ain't got no soul. He gave the true. Props to the two pioneers, Chuck Berry, Bo Diddley, Little Richard. He dissed Limp Biscuit. He yes. dissed Corn. Because you remember yes. that ever when these white dudes were like doing hip hop, but doing it with a rock band, like doing like heavy metal type of stuff. But I'm going to cut you off, King, but are we going to kill niggas like Rage Against the Machine when you and I see when Wu Tang Clan perform live? When they do love hip hop in a sense, though, Limp Biscuit, Method Man? No, no, no. No, I'm, I'm just telling you. How I viewed this song. I'm not, I'm not dissing. Him. I'm just saying what most what most did on this song. You know what I'm saying? He was like, "Yo, Kenny G ain't got no soul. John Coltrane is rock and roll. That's fire. Kenny G, immensely one of the most successful jazz players in history. And he's like, yo, but John Coltrane is, was way iller than him. And he was just talking about every. He was talking about the people who created rock and roll. And what's so funny about this story is yesterday I was watching documentaries on Chuck Berry. And John Legend, I mean, John Lennon from the Beatles was like, if rock and roll had another name, it would be called Chuck Berry. That's what John uh, Lennon said. I watched Keith Richards, and I watched um, Bruce Springsteen play with um, Chuck Berry. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen, the boss. And, yo, I didn't really understand it. They idolize this man. Like, I'm watching them. I'm watching all the white rock legends who got all the money, all the props, play with Chuck Berry, and they are idolizing him. You know why they were idolizing him? Because he's before. So this history lesson that most deaf did on rock and roll is a mm. five-like song to me. Mm. Okay. All right. I like that, brother. Um, next song, King. Um, obviously... You gotta, like you said, coming off a Black Star album with your brother Talib Kweli, it's only right Talib Kweli's be on this album. You know what I mean? Um, song is called Know That, featuring Talib Kweli. Um, the raucous feel with these brothers right here, man. Um, Talib, like I said, had to be on this album. The back and forth with most and Talib, I like that a lot. Um, the Lauryn Hill sample. I thought Talib Kweli's verse was dope, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. Talib Kweli owned his verse when he, when it started, when it came, when it, when he had to rap. 
he was on his he was on his one too, man. Uh, talk to me, King. Know that featuring uh, most and uh, Talib Kweli. Know that by most and Talib Kweli is one of my favorite hip hop collaborations of all time. Okay, I want to make I want to be very clear on that. Now, when I used when I first got this album, the Know That song and uh, the Know That song. And Miss Fat Booty, like, instantly stood out to me. And then there's another song we're going to talk about later that that really, really connected with me. Know that is, first of all, I love Ayatollah's production. I think this would be just crazy. I think most death, I think most death spit a five-mic verse. And then I think Talib Kweli spit a five-mic verse. Most death goes first, Talib Kweli goes second. Then, like, I like the part when he goes, Tell Kuli, what up, what up? I'll make it happen. Like, I, I like that the chemistry that, yo, they in the lab together. They in the building together. They, they performing together. That reconnection on what they created on Blackstar, you definitely, it is definitely in the building when you hear this rap. But let me tell you what just stayed in my mind forever. That's the way this song ended. So when the song ended, they just started saying, stay black, stay black, stay black, stay black, stay black. That stayed in my mind forever. (laughs) And it is why this is one of my favorite Taliban most up songs of all time. I love Uh, this song. Okay. Uh, Next song, King. Um, Crime featuring Vinia Mojica, part of self. Put your name up. Uh, Produced by Most Def Watts. Um, Singing by Most Def. He does that a lot of a lot of a couple of times on his joints. Um kind of like a water for chocolate kind of vibe, even though I think this came up before that obviously. But that's the kind of vibe I got from this song. Um I can never say when I bought Black on Both Sides watch that this is my go to song. Um if you wanna go where you and I always go in this bag, it's the one time for your mind, mob D party over type vibe to me with this song, man. So I'm going to go with a 100% opposite take with you on this song. I love this song. Once again, Most Def decided that he was going to show his versatility and what he could do. So he's saying a duet with a hip-hop legend in Vinia Mojica. Now, people are like, well, who's this girl? Most is wrong. Who's this girl? This is the girl who was singing the hook on Saturday with De La Soul. Saturday is the Saturday. You know that five beautiful black sister in the, in the Saturday video? That's yeah. her. Then they also put on Keep the Then they also put on Keep the Faith. She was the sister who was rapping on Keep the, on Keep the Faith. Talib Kweli also has collaborations with her on his albums. This is a duet with Most Def and Mohika. And it was before Javu and Mary J. Blige. This was a duet, a real singing duet before Javu and Mary J. Blige. Everybody, y'all want to give Javu credit for singing first, most first. And right. I like this song. I think it's a dope song because it shows the versatility of Mighty Most Death. Yasmin Day, got you. Next song, King. Oh, boy. Brooklyn. That's the name of the song, people. Produced by Dave Kennedy and Most Def. I like this song a lot, but this song didn't really start getting me litty or start talking to my soul is when it got to the two minute, eight second mark. And did Most Def paint a ill picture of Brooklyn? Yes, he did. He low key has the best Brooklyn Borough song, I, I, in my opinion. I'm sorry, I really feel that way when I listen to this, man. Sometimes I sit back and reflect on the place I ever lived at, unlike any other place I ever been at, the home of big cat fights. Uh, it's real, yo, but still, yo, it's love here, and it's felt from anybody that comes here. Out of town, let's take the train and plane a bus here. Yo, dog, sitting on a, oh, said sitting on a front stoop, sitting, sipping Guinness, using native dialect and sentences. This goes out to Crown Heights and Smurf Village, the 90s, and all my yardy, Trinity Palace Village, Parkside, Tennis Score, 30s, 40s, and the 50s, to the hook, to the east, to the stars, Bushwick and Catharsi, Harrigan, Fourth Street, and Marcy, while Flatbush, Parsi, Generals and Army, when it's time to form, just call me. 
and let this song breathe. Play it loud and long, beat. It's your love, Bucktown, strongly. This is a fucking five mic song. The second beat is obviously Biggie Shotcha. This is where my fam is at. The summertime jam is at. They play big and get you open like the final back. Ah, I love this song. Why? I still play this song till this day, my nigga. Talk to me, King. So this is also one of the songs that immediately, immediately upon hearing it the first time, gets better and better. It's one of the greatest love letter songs to Brooklyn you're ever going to hear. Now, this is how I hear it. Most Def sets it off singing. Then he spells out Brooklyn. So you're like, okay, he wants to get every aspect of Brooklyn out of his soul on this one. He raps with the pride of being from Brooklyn. Then when the beat changes and most does what you said, name drops the entire uh, city of Brooklyn, but he, but he name drops where the black people live. I want to be clear. He talked about where the black people in Brooklyn live. Not Barcelona. Okay? Not Barcelona. He, he talked about where the black people, and not only did he talk about where the black people live in Brooklyn, then he started naming out their projects yeah. in those sections. So when he would say Bed-Stuy, like you said, he said, Sumner, Marcy, and LG, literally where I live right now. He talked about areas you know about. When he talked about Parkside, Crown Heights, he yeah. talked about areas right where you at. So he connected the dot. If you black and you live in Brooklyn or lived in Brooklyn in that era, this song spoke to you. Yeah. And and then when it goes oh. to that th- yeah. and then when it goes to that third beat, it was oh. overkill. It was overkill. Because of course Who Shot you is a classic beat that identifies Brooklyn. Like I say, Brooklyn anthem beat and then most deaf, like you said. His body bagged it. Unquestionable five mic. For two brothers from Brooklyn, this song is going to have an even more special meaning yes. to us. Because yes. it's Brooklyn yes. pride. Yes. Yo, dog, true story. I used to have this shorty that lived on tennis court. When most of them said that shit, well, I used to, on East 18th over there by tennis court, I used to have a baddie. On East 18, over by the tennis court. Yo, good Lord. Over there by Bobby's and all that back in the day. Well, that's a different story. The 80s talk right there, man. I love this song, man. I'll keep it tall, man. Um, track 14, Watts, Habitat. Um, another dope song, Two Ill Verses. Brooklyn Talk. Like a Marley Mall Symphony kind of. I, I felt he threw that beat, that little uh, sample that beat a little bit. I felt the hook kind of dominated the song, Watts. Um, we all get, we said we all Got to have a place that we come come from. Um, I like this track a lot, my nigga. This track is very dope to me, man. Talking about the Habitat, man. The Habitat is another autobiographical song from 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 Most Death. He talks about his childhood growing up. Where you from? It's where you at. He's saying that, but where he was at was Brooklyn. Right. So when he says it ain't where you're from, it's where you're at. Well, where he was at was Brooklyn. And the story he was telling was a Brooklyn story. Q-tip vocal samples. Are we going to just Eurostep that? No, can't. Oh, we can't Eurostep it. Right. Clearly, most of loves Q-tip, like a lot of right. other people. For whatever the reason is, I'm, I, I'm, we're gonna have to, we haven't done Native the Tribe Called Quest album yet. Native, Native tongue, though. We haven't done a Tribe Called Quest album yet. We're going okay. to have to because Q-Tip's impact on 90s hip-hop right. really needs to be, has to be talked about. It has to be talked, has about. To be talked about. That's a fact. That's yeah, a fact. No, no, another dope old grown up in BK. Even though, Watts, we do have a Tribe Called Quest appreciation, though, I would say that. But you're right. We do need to talk about Tribe music, though, that breakdown. You know what I'm saying? We've never done a Tribe album. Low in theory, Midnight Marauders definitely have to be. I know you niggas are not expecting us to do love, the love movement. No. Sorry, tribe. No. I'm sorry. Dogs. Dogs. No. We're not doing that. Next track, Watts. Oh, God. Mr. Nigga featuring Q-Tip, man. Let me repeat this and repeat this again. One of my favorite songs by most F ever, ever. Like ever, 
say they want you successful, but that ain't the case. You live in large, you skin is dark, they press a light in your face. He's talking about still being a nigger. No matter where you are, no matter what line of success you have, no matter if you're sitting in, a, in first class, his last verse, talk about that, sitting in first class and everything like that. This is a very real, dope song, vivid and real. His second verse, um, when he talks about white folks mumbling the N-word, they sneak it in with their friends at the job, happy hour at the bar while they sing it in. They call it like, yo, most is wild on here, son. Um, they were most started talking about um, being in first class on a plane and flight attendant stressing him, showing him I bought and passed, and she saw the gas, all embarrassed, putting extra limes in my water glass. An hour later, but an hour later, here she comes walking past. I hate to be a pest, but my son wants you on the grass. Wow. This is a dope song. Five Mike song, Mr. Nigga, this is real. Talk to me, Ken. This is a powerful essay on race relations in this country. Fame, fortune, wealth does not matter in a white supremacist society, which is America, or white supremacy, which is globally, because he talks about it internationally, which is all over the world. Uh, this is a song where, if you want to say, had super strong dead press vibes, oh, this, this was it. Yeah. This, this, this was deep. He got deep, deep into it. And let me tell you something most Def talked about on this that really, really comes full circle. He he talks about two two specific superstars, Michael Jackson and Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why that resonates so much. Yeah. Because HBO just did a documentary on Mia Farrow versus Woody Allen. And they and they do a documentary talking about how the hell did this man marry his stepdaughter? And we let him oh, get away with it. Right. Like like in most of said, he's like, yo, we just we let we we walking up to him and giving him dad and make basketball games. That's the realest talk ever. Knowing this is a big deal. It's on the news every day. You you literally watching Woody Allen just get away with this shit. And most of like painted that picture. Clearly, he really played sure. the picture. America's racist, and like you said, this is an, this is a dope, well thought out song. And once again, if Q-Tip's if, if Q-Tip's voice isn't being sampled, right. Q-Tip is right. actually in the building. From right. sucker nigga to Mister nigga, sucker nigga from Midnight Marauders. So Q-Tip is here again. That's my your son. Let me ask you a question. If we did a trial album, which album would you want us to do first? Uh, the Lone Dead. You can't, you can't do a trial try without doing right, the Lone Dead right. first. You can't. You can't do a step. You can't do a step. Um, <laughs> Lone Dead. You can't. Yeah. Right, but don't ask us to do people's instinctive lives. I don't even want to talk about that. I mean, come on, man. I know you niggas out there. I love trial. I love I'm, trying. I'm one of them. You know, hold on, hold on. I'm one of those. I'm one of those guys who love people's people's instincts. Wow. I'm one of those guys. I'm one of them. Three mic but, if you, but if you do tribe, no, no, not if we do tribe. When we do tribe, it has to be the low end theory because I need to talk to people's souls when that's I, about fact. that album. That's a fact. That album is that's all right. Let's not even let's not, let's not even go to Swedish watch because I'm thinking about that shit right now. Um, next song, my G. <sighs> Track me mathematics. Produced by DJ Premier. This song has never ever left my playlist. Forty percent of Americans own a cell phone, so they can hear everything you say when you're not home. I guess Michael Jackson is right. You are not alone. Rock your hard hat black, cause you're in the terror dome, full of hard niggas, large niggas, dice tumblers, young teens in prison greens facing life numbers. Crack mothers, crack babies, and AIDS patients. Young bloods can't spell, but they can rock you in PlayStation. Young dogs, when you have it like that, my nigga, I, I, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do when you are rapping like this, my nigga. This is a five-mic song primo. This is a five-mic beat. This is a dope fucking song, my nigga. I love mathematics, dogs. Talk to me. So before I get to talking about the song, I want to talk about the production. So basically, this 
came out around the same time Jay-Z, The Life and Times came out. And Primo also gave Jay-Z So Ghetto. So what do you think happened? Because Primo had both these beats in the stash. And he gives most deaf mathematics, and he give, and Jay picks um, So Ghetto. And they both give their versions on what they're going to do with it. When um, the excitement to get a Primo beat in the 90s, Man, you were going to make a classic. Every time Nas got on Primo, what he did. Big got on Primo, what he did. So so it meant something. I don't believe in modern rap today that we treat getting beats from a classic producer or if we do a classic collaboration with a dope artist that we, we treat it like I really need to make my pen hit the paper. And like you said, most was like, this might be the only song I ever get with Premiere, so I'm going to make it count. I'm going to make it memorable. And like you said, it never left your playlist Ever. This is one of the standout songs on the album. Uh, let me just say this. If you are not from Brooklyn, did y'all understand what Mo said when he said, I'm black at midnight on Broadway and Myrtle? Did that mean uh, anything to y'all? Like, like, when you heard him say that, they're like, what does that mean, I'm black at midnight on Broadway and Myrtle? Like most of them was clearly outside. Like outside. Okay. Um, so yeah, dope song with DJ with, with Primo, DJ Premier. Um, next song watch May through December. Um I gotta be honest, was this most stuff trying to be cute? So let me let me let me let me tell you how I uh look uh viewed this. I said, how do I, how do I describe what I'm listening to? Because he's not rapping. So I said, is this just an instrumental jam session? Did he get like a live, did he have a jam session musicians and just like, yo, just, just rock out for like two minutes and I'm just going to throw this on my album. So I'm not saying that's being cute. I'm just saying, I don't know if I've, uh, I've known the hip hop album to end like that. Just give me Rock Kim Chinese arithmetic rhymes. <laughs> First of all, you know that's one of my least favorite Rock Kim songs of all time, of all time. And the fact that you said that song—that's a song that I tried to erase from my memory from Rock Kim Chinese arithmetic. So, so the fact that you—the fact that you brought that up—this is so most. This listen. This no, is where well, the album well, gets. Gotta call it what it is, fam. This is where the album doesn't, I don't, either it was ahead of its time or I don't get it because I still don't get it. I do not like the way this album started. I just don't. <laughs> and then I do not like the way the album ended. Me personally, it ended with the Primo Mathematics and my mind is blown. Just listen to, listen to the breakdown of all the songs, how it went. And then you end it. With fast forward material, or take the tape out. And you know, since you, you know, as soon as mathematics is over, what did you do? You press stop on the tape, right? That's it. That's it. Stop. That's it. That's it. So, over. is that good or bad? Do you know Nah, this ain't even North Star vibes, man. This is, I'm, I don't know what, this is, this is some other shit. I did so not wait like a minute. So what about people who are into musicians? What would you think a quest love or the soul clearings would say? Wouldn't they oh, say like, oh, you don't man. get it? This is so amazing, man. He just he just had a, he just had an instrumental rock out. Like like what about what about the musicianship of just letting they music they rock out? They probably like that. I'm not going. No, no. So, so I'm saying what are so, talking about? They probably saw that drink. I'm just saying. So what, can we, going back, looking at it now, should we look at it differently or are we still looking at it like, nope, stop, press stop, just the album ended with mathematics? I'll use the word preference. Go to what you said. So this is a preference because all those individuals you just spoke about, all those guys you just spoke about will probably like their songs, so it's a preference. I personally, no, fam, I'm not playing this. I'm good, most. I got to keep it 100. You dig? And with that being said, watch. I have most stuff black on both sides at a four and a half mic album. This is a very dope project. I know people are gonna say, "Well, damn three, just knock off the ha- knock off the five. Um, 
I agree with Watson in the beginning of the album, and I also agree that the last song, um, is that, that's why I probably can't give it the full five, right? And, yes, even though even when he's harming, singing on certain joints and the, there's good messages, right, I give him that. I wanted more rapping on some songs. I think, like, at least three songs he sang. But, and then, then you can look at it also, that's showing versatility, right? But then I go to hip-hop. I love that song. Love that song a lot. Um, love is fire, Watts. The sad booty, you and I spoke about that. Um, Speed Law, you like that way more than I do, okay? Um, you and I both agree that Do It Now with Buster Rhymes, that's a song you said that no one talks about. It's collaboration. Slept on, on collaboration. Right. Slept on collaboration, right? And then I go here, Watts. I go to God. I love God. I don't know how you feel about that. I really love that a lot, right? The Ume songs, I, I appreciate. I know the, the message, right? I like the message. The new world the new world water song, I like that song a lot for a multitude of reasons, right? Water he's talking about and he took me back to Flint, Michigan, how they struggling with water and everything and in the pandemic, how they wanted to get water and everything, right? Uh, the rock and roll song, I like the fact how everything you had broke out when you spoke about the rock and roll song about, you know, Chuck Berry and um shitting on um corn and all the other niggas and Limp Biscuit and those guys. Uh the Tyler Quality song I like a lot also. You like the climb song more than I do, Watts, and then you like that more than I do. Um, come on, man. You live in Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. Even though I'm here in Miami, I, Brooklyn never leaves my heart and soul. Um, I love Brooklyn to the bone gristle. Um What else, Watts? Mr. Nigger, I love Mr. Nigger. So here, for me, Watts, here it goes. All right? He went on a run where, all right, climb I didn't like. From Brooklyn, I love Brooklyn, right? I didn't like Habitat that much. Habitat was cool. He had two ill versions. I did like Habitat. Um, Mr. Nigger and then Mathematics are just two fire. That's like two haymakers to me, right? So that's why I got four and a half, bro. This, I see why people really love this most this album and people call it a five mic classic. It means okay. that much and this is the last this is the this is the most deaf album that we thought we would see maybe a couple of more times and we never yes. saw it. So it yes. actually makes yes. you appreciate this album more and more. It's basically like it actually makes you appreciate this album more and more because it's clearly his best solo album. It's better than the new danger, okay? Um but I gotta be honest with how, how I play this album. Okay. This is a strong, strong four mic album to me. Okay. I'm not okay. going four and a half because I just didn't play it like that. And I can't front that I played it like that. Now as right. I reviewed it and we and I re listened to it, I'm like, yo, this was dope, this was dope. But it still wasn't enough where it hit me as hard as Dead Presence album. I'm I'm gonna be real with you. Um and it didn't hit me as hard as the Black Star album. The first Black Star album. So this is a phenomenal album. I know why everybody has it a personal classic. I people who have this as four and a half as five mics, you get no argument from me. But I just have to. I'm basing this. It's a strong, strong four mic story because I did not digest and inhale and absorb this album the way it, the way I could do it to give it to give it four and a half or five mics. So it's a strong, strong four mics to me. Mm. Yeah, I got four and a half, you got four, so we're not too far behind and stuff like that. I'm glad we actually we got this album out the way. It's an album that I really wanted to talk about for the longest, my bad. You know, hopefully, you know, you know, watch and talk about other albums that, you know, we didn't play. And, I, and you know what I like, watch? And I have a feeling when you and I talk about, I'm going to say, I don't want to talk about it right now. I'll wait for when we talk, actually talk about it. But for us to talk about a project that, you know, okay, you didn't play a lot, and now we got to revisit, this is why I love what we do, because... We can go back in a lot of projects, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure there's going to be projects that we talk about as the weeks and days. Listen, and listen. Me and you, me and you, mm-hmm. unfairly or fairly, we did not play Immobility a lot. When we bought it, the first day oh, it came out. No, no, no. But I'm saying, I'm saying, but but there's a lot of, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm ready for the American Cream team. Niggas are asking questions. Did we spend a block? We spend a block on the mobility, man. Niggas are really telling niggas to spend a block back on the mobility, my nigga. I don't know how I feel about that. But I guess we just, you know, 
Wait and see, man. Watch, take us on, my G. PSA Hip Hop, the home of injured James Harden. Brooklyn is playing the Nets, and James Harden re-injured his hamstring. He's out the game. It is a bad omen. It, it is, yeah, I know, but he got injured, and he, he but he, he had to leave the game because he re-injured his hamstring. And now I am worried that oh. we are cursed. I'm worried that we are cursed. Cursed? And 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 let me and let me just say this. Let me just say this. We just we just talked about a Mostef album that he was paying homage to Brooklyn in that Brooklyn Pride. I'm okay. trying to explain to people Brooklyn winning this championship. You're going to see Brooklyn Pride. People 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 going to people going to be like, wow. We I never knew New York City had so many people in Brooklyn. Y'all really going to find out? And I'm telling you right now, I'm calling it first. If Brooklyn wins, they're going to have it at Grand Army Plaza. I'm calling it right now. It's going to start at Grand Army Plaza and go straight up flat. I'm jumping out the window. Relax, nigga. That's not jumping out the window. How is that not jumping out the window? No one's done it. It's usually on Broadway in Manhattan when the Yankees win and when the Giants win. It's on Broadway in Manhattan. Right? Right? Now, Brooklyn wins, we're not going to be in Manhattan. I'm calling it. If we win, we are on Flatbush in front of the Brooklyn Library, Grand Army Plaza, in front of Plonkers Park, and then we walk on Flatbush Avenue. That's my prediction. Where else would they be? That's not, my nigga, that's not a fucking Einstein prediction that they're going to go to Grand Army Plaza with special that I got a main video at. Are you fucking kidding me, nigga? Are you surprised? Where else are they going to have niggas stand up? And everybody watches. That's the best place to have it, no? Dude, they could do it everywhere. They watch, dude, you know nah, when they do you, 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 so you remember when, okay, wait a minute. When they do that marathon every year, they go through all the boroughs, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody stays outside. You go to 4th Avenue, you go to Eastern Parkway. You don't go to other places. You can go yeah, to mad blocks. All right. I'm, no, I'm calling it, man. You're not gonna take this away from me. I'm calling it. If they win, I'm calling. It. I'm not gonna let you take this away from me. I'm calling Grand Army Classroom. From the Brooklyn Public Library, man. Everybody gonna be on the step. Waiting. Oh God! Everybody's gonna be on the step, right? <laughs> so they're gonna go from Eastern Parkway. Going down towards Grand Army Plaza, like Seventh Avenue, like going no, towards Park. No, no, no. They're gonna they're gonna take they're gonna take Grand Army Plaza and just take Flatbush straight, Flatbush straight okay. to Barclay, straight to Barclay. You just walk, Makes you sense. just walk straight. Makes sense. Makes sense. So 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 the Park Slope people get some love. <laughs> they gonna see it too. The brownstones, the brownstones and shit over there. There's some nice houses over there. Park Slope back in the day, man. I don't know how it is now. They got some dope ass cribs over there. I went to school over there back in the day. I went to Shorty, too. I went to Montessori School. That's a whole different story, man. But that's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy, 3 and Watch, man. We back at it. Y'all know the vibes already, man. What?